I feel like I could be like a Baptist preacher up here. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, he's risen. Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful gift we have tonight. We saw just the contrast of the darkness and the light of Christ coming into that darkness. What a beautiful gift that is for us to ponder over. Speaking of, of that, if any of you have any crosses, like you're wearing a cross, or you have a, cruci- or you have a crucifix in your pocket or a rosary in your pocket, please take it out. If you don't, we have a cross up there too. You can look at it too. But if you have one, take it out. If you have one in your, like a ring on your, like a cross ring, or if you have a necklace, maybe try, take it off and just look at the cross itself in your palm of your hand. Or if you don't have one, just look at the crucifix we have in front of the church. What's interesting is that we are holding in our hands an instrument of torture. We are holding in our hands that which the Romans used and they perfected to torture Christ and kill him. He suffered in agony for three hours and died on that cross. And yet we, we wear them today. We wear them today. How odd that must have been for those back in that time period, maybe even to see that. But yet we wear them because we know isolation, pain, and death are no match for Jesus. Jesus came and he conquered all things, even death and sin. And that's what these, thing, these crosses remind us of. We wear them in the face of all that we might come across in the world. We, wear, we, we pray with them, look upon them, even with all the darkness we see, all the temptations we, we face, all the difficulties we come across, deaths in our family, Challenges of health. Working with unruly people in the work world. And yet we wear these and we say these things have no, they are not the final say. They do not have the final word. The final word. But Jesus does. Jesus himself came and he died, and yet he he rose from the dead, which we're celebrating this evening and throughout the Easter season. He transforms our pain and isolation and our deaths into something that brings goodness from them that we could not even think or imagine. Instead of them being something that we need to be afraid of or nervous of, we can have hope in them. We can have hope in the midst of them. What a wonderful sight that is. People in our world have our lost. 
People in our world are wondering about what's the meaning of life. And yet we wear these crosses. These, we have the crucifix right in front of us in our churches. Showing us that we have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to be anxious about. We have nothing to be nervous about. Because Jesus came and he conquered those things through his death and resurrection. And what's beautiful is that in our gospel today we see, well, in this gospel we see that happening in Mary Magdalene's life. We see that, well, within, if you read John's gospel, which is tomorrow's gospel, you'll see that she comes to the tomb while it was still early in the morning and it was dark. Darkness. She comes in the, it's like the darkness in the beginning of creation, Bishop Robert Barron likens it to. It's the darkness that God brought light into in that beginning of creation. And yet in the new creation, he does the same thing, but supernaturally. He brings light. She sees that the stone is removed from the tomb. That which hinders her from being able to, well, this, this stone stands for finality, finality of death. A lot of times when some person dies in our life, our friends or family or our close, close loved one dies, it can feel like a stone is rolled in front of us in them, between us and them. Because they which blocks us to have access to them. But yet we see that the stone was removed from the tomb. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, removed that stone that separates us from one another, that separates us from that death. Because death has no final say in Christ. Jesus is the one who has a final say. She comes to the tomb weeping in the morning, in the darkness. She has uncertainty in her life. She's wondering about what happened to her best friend. Mary Magdalene was the one who ministered to Christ and accompanied him on the way throughout his whole life, through his life of ministry, that is. He, she was the one from whom Christ delivered seven demons. And we see here being at the foot of the cross, experiencing the death, the horrible death on that cross that Jesus had. And yet she comes to the tomb in that darkness. She comes to that tomb in that uncertainty, in that fear and anxiety. And yet we see here that the stone was removed and that Jesus, well, we see is raised from the dead. And yet, it doesn't stay with her. It doesn't stay with her. She's so overfilled with fear and joy that she goes and tells others. She goes and tells the, the other disciples. Peter, who runs faster, faster than St. John does, and gets to that tomb first. She goes and is the apostle to the other apostles. And we see her be bringing this beautiful gift of the news that she just had of Jesus' life, of being alive. 
She experienced the torture of the cross. She experienced the darkness of that pain and being isolated by that cross. But yet Jesus did not leave her in her darkness. He brought her to a place of life. And he rolled the stone away. And he brought that brought light to that scenario of darkness. In the light in our lives we experienced that same thing happen. I know in my life, just listening to the Psalms tonight, especially Psalm forty two, like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul longs for you, my God. That brings me that psalm brings me back to my time in seminary. When I had, I mean, I was in my second year of theology, and I, it was a, that time where I was told I needed to leave seminary. I needed to leave seminary because they, they felt that I was not sure of myself. I was, they were not sure if I was called to be a, a father of a family, or called to be a, a religious brother or priest, or, or a diocesan priest. I needed more formation at that time. And so I was told that I had to leave seminary. They left me in total darkness. I had no idea where I was about to go or what I was about to do for those last two months of my second year of theology, my first second year of theology. And yet the Lord brought me through that, accompanying me on that way, and he let me to come to Net Ministries, which brought a lot of healing in my life. Then he led me back into seminary. So I finished seminary and I got to be praise God ordained, 2016. And it's been a wonderful gift being a priest. Jesus was there in the midst of my darkness, and he rolled that that stone away of my heart. I had no idea where I was going, but yet he showed me that way. We all have areas in our lives that are dark. We all have areas in our lives that we are, in a way, isolated. We have fears. We have pains we go through. And even deaths in ourselves, like Mary Magdalene had. And yet, Jesus, we, we, we carry that cross around that instrument of torture, and Jesus is there conquering those things so that if we trust in him, he'll bring us to that same place of light, that place of, of life. If we just let him be God in our lives. So going back to the beginning, and as I mentioned, to begin my homily, you and I are seeing in, our, in the crosses that instrument of torture, places of greatest, the greatest pain, isolation, and death in ourselves. Let's not just let that be a religious, a religious symbol in our lives or an act of piety. But let's be what it is, a symbol of Jesus conquering death, pain, sin in our lives. Let's be a sign of hope in our lives. That Christ conquers places in our hearts 
where we experience those things. Let's allow Jesus to be in there, in, our, in those places in our hearts, and see those areas conquered by his power, love, and mercy. In this way, let's allow Jesus to have the final word.